0: Kevin, for oh,
1: featuring one of Vibe 105's resident DJs on The Weekend Ignition. I'm pleased to welcome DJ Kevin, everyone.
2: What up, what up, what up, what up? What's going hello, on?
1: Hello, hello, hello. Kevin, thank you for being on my show today. Thank and we are excited to learn more about you and your awesome career so far to date.
2: Mud, Happy awesome. to be here. Thank you. The vibes.
1: Now, Kevin, what inspired you to get into music?
2: Um, as a DJ or in music overall?
1: In music overall, then we can definitely start talking music. about your DJ career.
2: So music, I grew up with my grandparents. Okay. So my grandfather was, he was in a band back home in Guyana. So as he came over here, he just poured music into everybody. Like he made sure that we knew how to do something musical related to the culture. Okay. So growing up, every Sunday, we'd... uh like our entire family, so I'm talking cousins, aunts, uncle, everybody would come together and we'd play live music as the family. Wow. Every Sunday. That was the thing. Like, wow. it, yeah, you had to do it. And you would have to sing, you would have to play something or do okay. something. So you're kind of like pushed into it. Um, what's funny is I'm the only one in my family to continue music. but Really? Uh, yeah, that kind of, obviously, that's my inspiration right there. And okay. Growing up, I grew up watching a lot of like are listening to a lot of like KOS radio back in the day or listening to start scratch on flow 93.5. Okay. So listening to those DJs kind of inspired me like, okay, this is how I want to do this. Or this is how I want to DJ. So that will turn me into now a DJ, what I am today.
1: And you started playing percussion and brass instruments at the young age of six Do you still play any instruments?
2: I do, yeah, yeah, of course. You can't let that stuff go to waste. So my mom made sure that I was doing music, like taking music classes as a young kid. Okay. Um, Up to this this day, like I'll still, you know, I won't do it on the actual instrument, but I'll play like keys or do it on the software just to produce some music or produce a remix or something like that.
1: Okay, cool. That is very cool. I didn't even know you did some production.
2: Yeah, so I'm now getting into producing my own music I'm releasing an EP in about two weeks or so wow awesome. yeah completely original remixes <laughs> original uh productions so it'll be fun I'm so. okay that's it.
1: absolutely amazing I'm glad mm-hmm. that you shared that because I honestly didn't even know and now how did you actually get into the music industry
2: um as a DJ so I was like 14 or 15 doing uh what's funny is now, right now, because of the pandemic, we're in a situation where DJs are doing live streams a lot. Right. A lot of us are doing live streams. Right. Uh, that's how I started DJing. Like, I would do a live stream. And, really? Yeah, just playing music. Yeah. And an uh, uh, old school, like a very old sound crew, they're no longer around by the name of Rhythm Driven Sounds, messaged me one day. They're like, hey, we have an All Ages. Um, do you want to be a part of it? I'm like, okay. It's an All age event that they used to do back in the day. Right. So I said, all right, cool. My first event. Great. So this was June 26, I think tw- 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so anniversary, like,
1: yeah, many year anniversary. Yeah,
2: it's a, it, I, I'm, it's, I'm up there in the years now, but uh, <laughs> it, that was my first event. And they're like, here's your, we'll give you a 15 minute time slot and you have to bring your entire DJ set. Okay. So it was nine o'clock to 9.15 was my first set. So that was my entrance into... I guess the clubbing industry and the party scene. Before that, I was doing family parties and this and that, like base, sorry, basement parties. Um, but that was the first club public event that I've ever wow. done. Wow, So a yeah. so
1: de- definitely you remember everything. and Yeah,
2: I remember everything. I, re- I remember right down to like how I got there. Like <laughs> my mom had to drive me because I have a license, right? Right. I took my DJ equipment. Yeah, it was not. Wow. Like, yeah. Well, definitely these
1: are the milestones in life that we hang on to. So, mm-hmm. and now. That was a couple of years back. So how did you actually learn to be a DJ?
2: Um self-taught. Like I just okay. watch YouTube videos. Like I'm a nerd, so I just sit and watch YouTube videos. So if I have a question about something, I'm on okay. Google. Love With it. And I listen to other DJs too. Like I listen to a lot of mixtapes.
3: When okay. I'm
2: driving, I'm listening to somebody's mixtape. Okay. So, so it's always good to just see what other people are doing and then I learn from that. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Now, over the years, I've watched you play at a ton of amazing fets to boat cruises, events after events. Which ones are your favorite and why?
2: Um, I think the most important event I've ever done had to be Decal, Don't Cry I Leave In. Okay. I believe that was the 24th year. That about okay. two years ago. Um, Don't Cry I Leave In. Like I said, I grew up listening to Dr. J and listening to KOS. Right. Um, I had a really good friend by the name of Two who passed away. And that was his favorite event. So I always told him, like, yo, one day I want to play decal. I want to play decal. Because I'm always watching these YouTube recap videos. I was too young to even go to a decal. Right. So by the time I was playing one, that was my first decal I ever attended. And I got to play it.
3: Wow. So was, yeah.
2: So that was one of those events that was like, okay, this is fun. Like, this is this... I remember I was on stage and uh, the song Lauren, Don't Cry I Leaving, was playing. I almost teared up a little bit because I was like, wow, it's so surreal. I'm playing Don't Cry I Leaving. Right. Like, it's an historic event here in Toronto. For the people listening that aren't from Toronto, it's a so-called event that Dr. J puts on. And it happens every year in February, right before Trinidad Carnival. Right. Um, so it's a send-off for Torontonians or even New Yorkers at this point to go to Trinidad Carnival. But right now it's it's a staple in February. If decal doesn't happen, sure that carnival ain't happening. Like it's it's just one of those <laughs> events here in Toronto.
1: It's true. It's one of our biggest and best events yeah. of the season. So mm-hmm. like Absolutely. even my mom and
2: stuff went to decals like as they were younger. I believe it. So growing up, I was like, yeah, I gotta go to decal, I gotta go to decal and I got to play it. So That's and more- look at
1: that. Your first decal and you played it. Mm-hmm. That's wicked. Awesome. Now typically, how long do you need to prepare for these events?
2: Um, I guess like, I I would say like, I'm always preparing, like I'm always practicing and and mastering the craft. So like, I know what I'm going to do, you know, the weekend after, like I may work on something during the week that I may want to do at an event on Saturday or Friday. Um, but in terms of creating a set for an event, like usually like 15 minutes before I will say, okay, this is what the DJ played before. This is kind of what the crowd wants. Let me just, put a bunch of tracks into a crate and then I'll go from there and then we'll, we'll have some fun. Um, There are certain events that I have played where I would have to give them like a track list before. So that would be a different story in a sense where I would have to, I would create something a few days before and then we'll say, okay, this is what I'm going to play. This is how I'm going to play it. These are the tracks. So depending on the event and, and what slot I'm in, will determine right. how much time I spent on preparing.
1: Okay. And it's good that you're always keeping ahead of the game. So you're, yeah. you know, which is really helpful for you. Because exactly. you never know what can randomly come up. Things get thrown in all the time. Mm. And yeah. So. Good. Now, what's the best compliment that you've received after one of your sets? Could be at a club, could be at an event. Could it, could it even be at a wedding?
2: I get I don't want to sound like I'm too to Mel <laughs> Like I get a lot of People like, and I'm always appreciative of what people say. Like, you know, right. I enjoy that or, you know, I'll, somebody would come up to me like, oh my God, like you just made my night because you played my favorite song.
3: Nice. That's always
2: nice to hear. Um, I think what stood out for me was when somebody put me in the same category as DJs that I look up to. So somebody saying like, oh my God, like you and so-and-so need to work together because your set was so amazing or uh, you remind me of this person or that person. And I'm like, wow, like I can't believe I'm actually being compared to those guys that, right. I'm, that I'm looking up to. Um, so something like that will make me feel like, wow, like, okay, I'm probably doing something right. Because it's an honor to be mentioned mentioned in that form, right? right? So that's kind of a compliment that I would enjoy. But any compliment I always get or any comment, I always appreciate it
1: some of the DJs that you look up to in the game that
2: oh, you better get your notepad ready <laughs> <This is laughs> <a long list. laughs> um let me see let me start from the top sure I'll start I'll start from, I'll start from Toronto and then we'll move work
1: on. our way around okay
2: it's a lot like I listen to a lot of DJs so. let's start with like growing up Dr. J of course that's my yep. main person marksman jester start from scratch um who else do we have Soko Sweetness, um, DJ Mace from Ottawa, even like my friends, like Junior Menace, Flex Got Next, Smarties, like everybody around me, like I'm always like taking things from them, like I'm always learning from them. Yep. Um, and I look up to all of them because they all do something different. Right. Um, in Definitely terms of. Styles. Yeah, it's, it's all different styles, right? So Absolutely. Just listening to everybody is so amazing. And in terms of international DJs, like I am always listening to Private Ryan. Okay, Everyone yeah. I love Private Ryan. That's yes. like one of my favorite DJs. Ryan Said, Rigo Suave, Young Chow, Milo Miles from New York, uh, DJ Polish from New York. Like, New York has so many DJs. Um, who else can I think of off the top of my head? Like, Artist Team from Trinidad. All those people are just idols for me. Like, I always listen to what they do and pay attention to what they're doing because they, they're amazing people. And I'm sure there's a lot of DJs out there who I haven't even met yet that I right. know that if I listen to. Them, I'm like, wow, like, you're amazing.
3: Right.
1: Good stuff. And it's nice that you're able to learn from them and absorb mm-hmm. different things and make, and make your own style. That's yeah. one thing well, I have observed about you. You do have your own style.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I, that I was taught, and Jester said this in an interview, and I took this away from him years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, steal like an artist.
3: Yeah. What that means Good is one.
2: pay attention to what other people are doing. Take it, but make it your own style. Right. Right. If you like something, you like the way somebody scratched something, okay, cool. Use it, but do it in your own way. Make it your own. Exactly.
1: Now, talking about your music selection, you play all types of genres. Mm. I've heard you play reggae, dancehall, soca, hip hop. The list goes on and on. What would you say is your favorite genre and why?
2: Now you're putting me on the spot here. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, well, oh, you don't like dancehall music. You don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, still
1: shallow end of the pool, my friend. Yeah, you're
2: still shallow. You're, you're, I you digging a little bit, but I think it depends on the mood. Like some days, I'll wake up and I want to hear. Like last the past week, I've been listening to house music. Okay. Um, two weeks before, it was just Afro music. Okay. Um, I as long as it's good music, I'm listening to it. Okay. Like you can soca dancehall, reggae, hip-hop, R&B. Um, but if you tell me to go on a set and just play music, I think my first pick would pro- I'll probably go for like an Afro or R&B or even a soca. Like people know me for soca music. Right. So, and I grew up with soca music. So see, like, it's one of those things. Like, it, it, it's like, I, I don't know what, which one i to pick. Not because I'm worried about what other, what other people will think, but because I'm always changing. Like when we right. see me and I'm like, yeah. I like this Afro song. I'm liking this Afro <laughs> song. You'll hear it in my EP when I release it. You'll see, like, there's all kinds of different elements. That's different
1: something types. I did notice as well, that when I was actually looking at many of your different mixes, mm-hmm. they're different. It could be a Soka mix. It could be an R&B mix. It could be, you know, a dancehall mix. It all yeah. depends on what it actually was. So. Yeah. I guess we can just say you like all types of music.
2: Yes, yes, that's the best. Way to <laughs>
1: now, we all have that one track that we hear literally just makes us want to jump. Mm. Fabole is one of them. Let's just be real. What yeah. about you? What's that one track that you play that just gets the party lit?
2: That just gets me going. Yep. <sighs> let me see. Let me see. What have I been playing a lot recently? As of right now, this given second. They, I've had "Warming Up" by Adamo from Virgin Islands. Okay, that record I've been listening to that over and over again. um So that's one song I know that when you play it in a party, when we're allowed to party again, will definitely set the crowd off. Has a hype feel. He's from the islands. He's a great person. The, mu- the music he's producing is really good. And that particular record is one for the ladies. So I know it'll be one of those songs.
1: Okay, sounds good. Mm. Now, can you describe your DJ set process, selection process with us?
2: Um, In terms of preparing a set? Yeah. Mm. What do you look for? If I'm at a party, I'm going to be looking at what's been played already. That's key. Okay. Um, What have the people heard? And what kind of crowd is it? You know, it's always good to look at the crowd. Like, you'll see me in a party. I may look like I'm either one pissed off or bored, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm literally just taking in what the crowd is doing and how they're reacting to certain things. Um, so something like that will help me select what I'm going to do on a set. Um, also, what am I there for? Like, am, am I there to play hip hop? Am I there to play soca? Am I there to do whatever I want? It, like, you know, what time slot am I in? Am I playing early? Am I playing prime time, late? So stuff like that, all of those factors will come into, okay, what are we going to do when we go on set? So that's kind of the process. I always think about all those factors. Maybe if not more, if if there's somebody who is celebrating their birthday, am I going to play their favorite song? Right? Like something like that. Right?
1: Okay.
2: That's kind of how I prepare for stuff.
1: Now, Kevin, you've been in the industry for quite some time now. And I mean, obviously you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. Now, in your opinion, what makes an excellent DJ? What skill set do what? they need to have?
2: What I've seen happen is there's two things. I, I'll, okay. I'll give you two answers for this because it, this is actually a really good question. Um, Cause people are always, and DJs are always wondering, okay, what can I do to be that great DJ? Yes. I'm not that great DJ yet. So, but here's what I've learned so far. First thing is seize every opportunity that comes your way and make the most of it. If somebody gives you an opportunity on something, um, don't just do it and then give it up do it, execute it and take stuff away from it and try to use it again in the future. Okay. So always take in what you're doing and what's being given to you and try to make it exponentially grow. That's the first thing. Second thing would be is diversify yourself. So today a DJ is different from a DJ in the nineties, right? A DJ today. And what I've done is, uh, like, it's a producer it's a remixer you're doing graphics, you're doing video mm-hmm. you're doing photography, you're doing sound design you're doing everything that's music related so diversify your talents and learn different things. don't just stick in the music because what ends up happening is you become stale you become well he's just a dj but if somebody knows you can do other things that brings your value up right you bring more to the table they're going to want you on your team
3: Absolutely. so if you can do that
2: as a dJ you're going to be wanted everywhere, right? That's the nice. excellent DJ. So like a really good example of this would be my friend, Jester. Okay. Yeah. Toronto. He's been a DJ for as long as I known him. If not, he's been a DJ since longer I've been born. So we're talking 25 plus years. He does photography. He does, you know, web coding. He does design, audio design, commercials, you know, plays mu- musical instruments. All those things add value to your brand. That's what makes an excellent, excellent DJ, right?
1: And honestly, I didn't even know he had all those hidden talents.
2: Yeah, like, and that's what I've taken away from him. I've done the same thing, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do new things all the time. Never stop learning. Um, during quarantine, I learned how to do you know, like web coding to design a website, right? Yeah. Like just diversifying yourself.
1: And every little bit helps. I mean... Number one, you're cutting down on additional costs. Exactly. Number two, you're keeping the fullest control of everything that you're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I wake up and I know, okay, my flyers are done, my website is yep. done, this done, that's done, because I did it yesterday.
1: That's exactly wow. it.
2: And what's the positive about that, especially in these times, because I'm going to bounce to one of your questions here. You said you've, you're going to ask, how has COVID affected DJs? When you have that many talents... You, have, you can still have income coming in when you're not DJing outside. Yep. Like let's say you're not booked. Even let's say COVID didn't exist and you're still not booked for six months. If you know how to do other things, you can create different forms of income because you have other talents. So that's that's what makes an excellent DJ because you, you would do a, a bunch of different things.
1: That's mm. awesome. I mean, I'm I'm actually really surprised and very impressed that you did take this time to do... Other things, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to deny most people were on a vacation, so (laughs) they've been on bare vacay. But the fact that you're able to take the time, use it wisely and improve Mm -hmm. your own skill set, that is awesome. And that Mm -hmm. definitely makes an amazing DJ, but it it makes an amazing person.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just
1: keep it real here. (laughs) I love your mixing style. The way that you put together these mixes is Honestly, it's flawless. And the reason that I'm saying this is because I've been hearing you guys, you know, year after year, this fet, that concert, this jam, this boat cruise, I'm like, let's see exactly what it is that DJs do. Mm-hmm. So I said okay, I'll take a couple of my own tracks that I made and I said let's just see how I can sort of seem- <laughs> seamlessly put them together. Now, okay. not going to lie to you, I did this completely sober okay. and um it sounded like complete mashupness.
3: Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um so I, I said okay, now these guys are partying. I couldn't I couldn't do what they're doing if my life depended on it. I'm going to be honest and keep it real with y'all. <laughs> So I truly admire the way that, you know, you mix your tracks. Everything is always seamless. Now, what do you think are the unique skills that you have and you bring to the table that make you such a successful DJ? Uh,
2: In terms of mixing style or just overall? Yeah, overall. Overall.
1: And your mixing style.
2: Um, Overall is, again, what we were just talking about is diversifying, right? Like just having different talents that you can do and it'll affect how you DJ. Right, so it gives you that versatility, and that'll segue into my mixing style is just being versatile, not living in one crate. Okay, uh, being able to just play a party and or playing anything, and just jumping through your crates. If if you're not a DJ, a crate is basically a folder of music that we have. Just jumping through different crates and pulling different songs, and you know, watching what the crowd wants, what they don't want, and experimenting is trying new things. I'm never afraid to try something new. Right, so that's kind of like my and style right there.
1: Now you are on the Weekend Ignition show along with uh, Dirty Des. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about your work on Vibe One Hundred Five, and what is your favorite thing about it?
2: Vibe One Hundred Five. So, what's funny is I didn't even want to be on radio. Like, I did, it wasn't even in my books. I didn't think about it. Okay. Uh, I, I had no idea of being on radio. Had to not. I didn't have interest in it. Like, I kind of thought about it, but. I knew it would take a long time to get there. So Marksman actually came up to me at a party and he's like, Hey, I have an opportunity for you. That'll be like life changing. And I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Then he just walked away. He said, I'll call you on Sunday. I'm like, okay, this is a Friday. So Friday, Saturday, I'm sitting there like waiting for this phone call. "Uh, He said like, Hey, uh, because Soca therapy, Dr. J's show on Saturdays, Uh, came to an end because he's just way too busy um would you like to be a part of vibe i said okay um got into it i have done a few slots on radio prior to um so i kind of knew what i was doing coming into it going into vibe now we were kind of thinking about okay what is the show going to be how we're going to do it let it just be an everything and anything show and from there it's basically just become a show where me and does have fun it's our practice Okay. Like, because we work together in a club, so we just right. go into radio. And we're like, all right, we'll just have some fun, play some nineties, play some this, some of that, and have some fun with it. Um, so basically, that's what I do at vibe. It's just play some music on a Saturday night and have fun with it.
1: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And now people have all sorts of perceptions about DJs. Mm-hmm. Some of them are true. Some of them are completely off the wall. Mm-hmm. What is a common myth about DJs, and what how can you de- debunk it?
2: <laughs> I have a question <laughs> for your question. What are some myths that you know exist about DJs? That's
1: I, luckily, the show is not censored. Um, uh, <laughs> well, there's many different myths about DJs. I mean...
2: Give me one that, that you know is is that uh, you've heard. And you're like, ah. <laughs> DJs. I can't do it. Okay.
1: Anything. Well, okay. That... All DJs are players because they're industry oh. men. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one of the myths that tend to be well known about DJs. Okay. <laughs> so, but we're not necessarily looking for that particularly. But, but let, me that. That real quick. let me
2: debunk okay. that real quick. I'll deal with that. I think, I think a lot of girls and listeners are like, yeah.
1: There's a lot I of listeners dare. right <laughs> now um, <laughs> listening to that, including your girlfriend. I'm, I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. <laughs>
2: So, let me debunk <laughs> that real quick. Okay. DJs are, yes, we are the spotlight of the party. Yes, um, it is a known thing. Yes. All successful DJs that I know are married yep. and are loyal to their wives. Contr- like, contrary to popular opinion, we're not.
1: <laughs> or popular we're not, belief. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's a few DJs who dabble into women a lot. Like, For sure. I'm not going to name names because they're no. going to. Kill me we're for not that. naming
1: names, no, uh, no,
2: but there are a few, and they just keep it on the low. It is what it is, right? They have fun with it, okay. But most of us, yeah, we're normal people. Awesome. We're not like, oh, I need to go have a girl every night. <laughs> like, no, we don't good, good, good,
1: good. I mean, I wasn't necessarily going there, but that is one of the myths that that's
2: like the elephant in the room. When it comes.
1: that's the elephant in the room. Just casually yeah. throwing that out there. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Now, typically, what are the struggles? I mean, every job comes with its own fear of challenges and struggles. Mm-hmm. What are the typical struggles that DJs tend, uh, tend to face?
2: Um, I think the most, the biggest one, whether you do this as a full-time job or not, is is just staying relevant. Like I've, I've met some incredible DJs who have become irrelevant because the market is so saturated. Right. Oversaturation will lead to a lot of competition. Um, and if you're not able to, you know, guide yourself through that competition and continue working, it's tough, right? Right. You got to be up every morning or every day and think about how are you going to grab the attention of some people or, you know, you know, expand somewhere or go into a different market or continue to conquer your market. Right. And that's just as a DJ, if you're a hobbyist or as a Mm full-time, if you're a full-time DJ now, that opens up a whole new kind of worms in a sense where you have to think about, your bills, you got to think about how much you're spending. You have to think about your income, right? Like right. This, you're living off of something that can be taken away overnight. COVID-19 is a perfect example of that. Right. Right. You, you have to like be smart about your decisions and always, always, always continue working. The work never stops. And if you feel like you should stop working, then it, you're going to pay for it. Right. So that's a huge struggle for us. And and just staying up to date with music and just the obvious things like that. It's just music is coming out so often. Um, and being that guy that people know knows good music. So it's always a challenge. It's it's industry is a very challenging industry to be in. And then mm-hmm. we have people who think that we're players. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> casually throwing that out there to the universe, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On top of everything. Now you touched upon COVID-19 earlier. I mean, it, it's been an ongoing issue for the entire entertainment industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, we really don't know when we can resume back any of this fun stuff.
2: Exactly.
1: How has it affected you directly?
2: Um, it's affected it good and bad. Like, okay. The bad side of it is obviously like I can't DJ. like As a DJ, and I think all my DJs listening to this will say like, yeah, like one thing about us is we need that stage. Right. We need that. We need that spotlight. We need that crowd. We need that party. It's an addiction. It's I an addiction. It. It's like this weird high that we get off of doing that. Okay, yeah. Um, I can't explain it to you. Like I don't know what it is, but like it's just the what
3: satisfaction.
2: It is. So, yeah, it's a good sat- like a satisfaction. Like yeah, that's the main thing that we've lost, and I think a lot of my DJ friends are suffering. And mentally, it's it's exhausting. Like the COVID nineteen mentally has, I think drawn a lot of people back as DJs because we're not able to do that um we're not able to do things that we were nor- like used to be doing and it's just changed the industry completely now even going back to it we have to think about how are we going to market ourselves how are we going to create work for ourselves when we can't go out like we're, we're stuck in a room with max right. of 50 people right um that's the biggest, the bad challenge that I faced. I think the good thing about this is I've seen a lot of my DJ friends grow hugely Okay. in the last three months. Things that they didn't get time to do or they never thought they would do or they learn a new thing has happened for them. Because we've been faced with a challenge. How are you going to stay relevant when there's no parties? Right. Live streaming.
3: Y- right. Twitch. Yep.
2: IG live. Yep learning new music and I think what's so cool is I'm seeing a lot, of, I meant a tweet about this a while ago is I'm seeing a lot of DJs play music they wouldn't play in a party normally yes, right? Yeah. so you're tuning into a live and you're seeing a DJ play what he likes and I think that's the core of being a DJ, just play what you like, play what to you sounds amazing and I'm seeing a lot of DJs do that and you can see the joy in their face yes. and you can see the joy in how they're playing Yes. And I think that's been one of the greatest things that has come out of this. Because I've seen a lot of DJs do things that I've never seen them do before. I'm like, holy shit, why have you never done this before? Yeah, um, So it's one of those things that it's good and bad. But I, I feel like it is obviously more bad than good. But it, the break has been nice.
1: And it's nice that you actually observed that. Because that's the exact same thing that I've ob- observed as well. And mm-hmm. I've even asked some of these DJs, like, hey, what's up with this? I've never in my life heard you play this and I've known you for dog years. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, exactly. where, like where is this coming from? Exactly. I love it. Yeah. It's refreshing. It's, it's a nice change to see them so happy in their element.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Cause you do get caught up. Like sometimes, you know, when you're doing events back to back, especially if you're traveling, it's, it's tough because you're, you're stuck doing the same site over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, if the crowd wants to hear the top five, you got to play the top five. You don't trip, Right. It is what it is. So obviously we did get caught up in that. A lot of DJs got caught up in that. Um, But now it's nice to see that we're not just playing top five. We're playing everything right up and down the board. So that's one of the good things that come out of this.
1: Good. And I mean, let's hold on to that. I mean, that's definitely
2: something positive
1: in the right direction.
2: Mm -hmm. I I hope after this, one, crowds are going to be more open to music. Good. And DJs are going to be more open to trying new things live.
1: All right. Let's hold on to that. Now, after doing so many shows over the years, what inspires you and keeps you motivated in the industry?
2: So it's simple. It's, it's the love for music. Okay. I think a lot of people who are in the industry, whether you're a DJ, an MC, or you're somehow related to music, a musician listening to this will say it's just a, a love that you have for music. It's a love you have for the stage. That's simply what keeps me going every day. Is I, I wouldn't see myself doing anything else. Like I've had a nine to five and I'm like, I can't do this. Right. Like we just love what we do. Right. And some people are built for it. Some people are not. Me and a lot of people I surround myself with, we just love doing what we do. Right. Can't see ourso- ourselves doing anything else. I
1: could hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> I could hear it. So that's awesome. I mean, definitely, you know, you, you gotta love what you do, and when you're doing something that you love, it no longer is work.
2: It's no longer work. Like, no. Nope. A lot of people will think, oh, like, how do you always DJ? You're always going da 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 da. I'm like, well, I love doing it. It's fun. Right. Like, maybe I might not sleep for four days, but it's fun to me. I enjoy that. Right. So it's a love for what you do, and in any field, I feel like as long as you love what you do, you won't mind working every day.
3: Yep. Those are thoughts. Cool. Yeah. Yep.
1: Those are facts, my friend. Now let's face it. DJing isn't easy. It is long hours. It's very late nights, tons of travel involved, especially doing gigs all over. I mean, you've, I've seen you perform all over North America from here to Florida and back Mm -hmm. Um, and pretty much in between New York and all. Um, So now it takes real skill to master the art of mixing Again, I told you, I tried it, failed epically, and just sat there <laughs> questioning myself, like, seriously, what is it that these guys, like, what special K is going on here that you need yeah. to, like, you know, <laughs> like, master this skill? And I'm doing this thing completely sober. So mm. share a little bit about uh, why are there some DJs that lack the mixing skills? What is it that, they're, that they need to do more of to help better improve their skills?
2: Just practice as long okay. as you. Practice. I bet, like you said, you tried doing it. Yeah, I bet you. I'll put money on this and I'll challenge you to do this. If you do that every day, the same mix for an hour for six days, by the seventh day, you will have a very clean mix. And that's Seriously,
1: just yeah. one hour.
2: One hour. Like, if you could spend. Maybe even less, because it's just one mix for you. I just want you to do one it just, simple. It
1: was track. three simple, tr- like literally it's three of my tracks. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's actually what I did the past three months is mm-hmm. I taught myself to rap and sing nice. and now I dropped an album. So I ah, exactly. <laughs> thank you. I mean, if I'm capable of teaching myself to sing and rap with no experience mm-hmm. whatsoever, everybody mm-hmm. knows this. Yes. Um, and I just, I all I wanted to do was like, okay, maybe I can make my own mixtapes because everyone's right. making me mixtapes, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, wh- how difficult can this really be to make a simple three track mixtape? Like, I'm not, I am not <laughs> shooting for the stars here. Yeah. I'm trying to like, you know, keep just it practice. as simple as possible.
2: If you can practice it, yeah, you will achieve it. Okay, simple. like just now, ready
1: for a week. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think that's all. That's simple as that. Okay,
1: already. Yeah. and I mean, technically, it is the software that's supposed to be doing the work, but mm-hmm. you still need yeah, to know
2: like the software. Going like, if you want to do it without the software, I mean, you might have to practice a little bit more, but. Definitely use the software to the you. Yeah, ago.
1: let's not go crazy now. Let's.
2: Yeah. i, like, <laughs> I, I do get know three transitions done with the software. We'll take it away and we'll say, "Okay, do it on CDs or records."
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll be honest with you. I'm using a software that's DJ Serato mixing uh, the yeah. the ones that the kids use. Yeah, yeah. you got the right
2: skin. You're right.
1: So okay, I'll try it out and see what happens, and I will definitely keep you posted how. That's going, but um <laughs> but thank you for the advice. That's no awesome. Now for our listeners out there, I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of them who would love to, you know, consider DJ, who've maybe they've been looking at DJs and thinking about getting into the whole DJ world. What advice do you have for them?
2: There's a lot actually. If you're now trying to get into it, if you're sitting there right now listening to this podcast, you're like, I really want to be a DJ, go yeah. for it. Try it. Just go for it and just do it simple. Um, But it does get a little bit more complicated than that. If you do it and you figure, you know what, you're actually kind of good at it. Think about what market you want to enter. Think about how you want to enter the market, how you want to be known, who you want to surround yourself with. And are you going to do this full time or are you going to do this as a hobbyist? How much time are you going to dedicate to this art form? Are you going to stay true to this art form? So there's a lot of questions to answer to yourself if you're going to consider being a DJ, not to say, don't do it because it sounds complicated. Mm-hmm. If you have an interest, go for it, do it, figure figure something out and just try it. If you're good at it, then ask yourself those more complicated questions to see if you can sit in this industry. Okay. Yeah. That sums it up.
1: <laughs> okay. That's great. I
2: mean, there's so much to it over yeah. time. Like you learn, different things about the industry but if you're just somebody who wants to take interest then just try anything i feel like that goes for any field if you want to be a doctor go for it try it right you want to you know build i don't know wood decks or anything (laughs) right just do it that's one thing that i've been taught as a kid like if you have interest in something or you want to try something just go for it the worst thing that can happen is you fail and then you just continue on Right. And you know,
1: if, if there's one thing that we can learn from 2020, we always joke around about the whole YOLO situation. Mm-hmm. We it's really, okay, this is it. I mean, so many things have happened. So many businesses have gone under. There's been a lot going on. So, I mean, mm-hmm. this has been the time to just try it. Again, yeah, you just right. said it. What's the worst that can happen? You can, you'll fail.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. And um, I, I think once you get the idea of now we're talking life advice. Now we're digging deeper. Like I feel <laughs> like I think as long as you can get the idea of your fear of failure out of your mind, right, you can achieve literally anything you want. It's true. You can go for anything that you want to do. You can achieve whatever you want to do. Get the fear of failure. I think is the biggest thing that we have in our minds. So I don't know how it gets there for us, right, as human beings. I don't know how where it comes from, where we see it. Um,
3: Self approval.
2: Self approval, like yep. We're in a time now where instant gratification is a huge thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you can let that go for, you know, half a year, six months, you can achieve whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to be just music to be anything. Get rid of that fear of failure from your mind and just put it, put your time towards something that you have interest in. Who knows? You might be good at it, right? Like, <laughs> right. You don't have to, you don't like a lot of people I know have no background in music or have a family member who is is a musician or, and there you go. Right. You're a perfect example. And
1: Zero. all I, all I was yeah. ever was the club girl who just came to the club to jam out and party. That's it.
2: That's sometimes that's all you need. Right. And take that fear of failure out and boom, you have something.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. It could be for anything. So Absolutely. that's like my, 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 that's like my mantra is just don't be afraid of failure and don't look for instant gratification because it never works.
1: No. Those right? are things that definitely take time to build. Um, and you know, even what you just said right now, I'm going to take that exact advice and I'm going to work on my own mixtape just because I want to say that, you know, this, this, this cannot be that challenging. I really, truly don't think it's that challenging Mm. to do three tracks. Like exactly. I'm not shooting for the stars here. I'm <laughs> still on ground level, my friend. Okay.
2: So. Exactly. Well, we all started somewhere, right? That's like and that's another thing too, is that you, we all start somewhere, whether you good or bad, you know, like the first record I mixed wasn't as good as what you hear today. We all start somewhere, no matter what right. you do. So don't and be I, afraid.
1: I'm not looking to go play in decal or anything. I'm just trying to promote my own music myself. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of the number seven spot, trying to get back into the six and six. There we go. uh, Number six in the six. I'm trying to get back to that spot. So I'm trying to uh, be creative here with my own resources to do so. So by the way, I got to tell you, I was very impressed with your attention to detail on with your social media presence. Mm -hmm. I've been through so many different counts I do not mention names. All I could just say is you've been doing such an amazing job with your Facebook, with your SoundCloud, with Mm -hmm. your YouTube, all these different platforms, with your website. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate having everything so nicely organized. It was so easy to pull your uh, segment together. Mm -hmm. Now, just putting in the universe for others who are listening, they could be you know, other DJs, other artists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is having a good social media important to your industry and keeping it current and up to date?
2: That's, that's kind of one of those things that is new to a lot of people because it's one of those things that's always changing and it's always being updated. Okay. So social media now has become something that it's, 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 it's own job. Best thing is to tell people is just always put content out like whether it be a picture of yourself, it be a picture of your cat, just always put something out and have it there for people to see. As long as it's organized and it's relevant to you, you're good to go. It's, it's so important to have a good social media look because that's the first thing people see when they see you now. Right. You know, if we go back 10 years, the first thing you saw as a DJ is how they played in a party. Now right. you can see a DJ before they even play in a party. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as you have a good look and that's your first impression. First impressions are the most long lasting impressions. Uh, yep. Keep your social media proper, organized and professional. Right. Okay. That's one of the main things about social media.
1: And that's definitely a very big selling tool as well.
2: Yeah. Because
1: like, you don't know who's going to come across your page, who's going to need services done, which events going to be happening.
2: Exactly you want right. that
1: information accurate
2: always ask me, how did you get to travel as a DJ? I'm like, my social media, like people around the world have just found me on Instagram. Yep. They found me doing something or they like the way I posted something. It, it could be yep. one post and that grabs the attention of somebody. And it's solely because that's your first impression. I think that social media has led to so many opportunities for me. And I think that's a new thing. A lot of, a lot of older DJs wouldn't get that because they've built their foundation for so long which is great. Like, I wish I was able to do that, but I'm much younger. Right. The newer generation, we have to take an account of social media at a, as a huge platform. You can mm-hmm. sell out an event by putting ads up.
1: Thousand percent.
2: Pay, pay Instagram ads, and they're cheap as hell. Like, you can pay 20 bucks. Yep. And people will buy tickets to your event. It's good to have that idea and that marketing talent. Like, you said you were marketing. Yep. Understand Google ads. Understand Instagram ads. Understand Facebook yep. ads. Those things are so cheap right now and they're the easiest way to get your brand up. And once you have a good page, people see that boom, you have a follower. Simple.
1: Love that strategy because Mm -hmm. that is exactly it. I mean, you know, with, with my experience, that is how I got the opportunity to start working with other rappers around the world doing Mm -hmm. collaborations. They're hearing my sound. They're like, Oh wow, this girl sounds good. Mm -hmm. And they're contacting me through social media And we're doing different projects together. So, I mean, it's definitely something that you want to keep up to date, current, even though you may not believe in it. Mm -hmm. There's so much power behind it. And the best part is it's little to free. Yes. The cost associated is so, so
2: small. I always tell people, I'm like, if you want to start a business, it costs $0 to make an Instagram account. That's it. Right. Like you can start an Instagram account and put your products out. You will get attention. As some way or another this post it's free. doesn't cost anything.
1: All right? you need is time. That's it. A little bit of time yeah. to invest in it, invest yeah. in yourself, invest in your brand. Mm-hmm. And that's about it.
2: So I think it's such a powerful tool now. And Oh my gosh. Like yeah. we haven't even unlocked the full potential. Yes. Right. That's how but we're like. not
1: there yet. We're not there yet. We're, we're still like literally testing out the waters because mm-hmm. There's always new features popping up randomly on Facebook pages or, you know, Instagram business accounts. Like just random new tools. Exactly. Right. There's
2: so many different things that, that I even I don't know yet. about. Yeah. And I think it's such a cool tool to, to use. So definitely for somebody who wants to get your brand out there, look at the social media as your first outlet.
1: Now, you know, with the whole COVID situation, it's kind of hard to tell What's coming up? But do you have any projects, any events that you'd like to uh, let our listeners know about?
2: I mean, there's always the radio shows. There's always yep. the live streams that are coming up. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get to parties soon. But I will have my EP releasing soon. I have my yep. next table boys out. Um, so just keep an eye on the social media. It's always going to be there. It's always okay. up to date. Um, Super. Hopefully I'll have some events for you guys real soon because even I'm like, ah, okay, I'm ready to play a party now. I was thinking this morning, I'm like, ah, I miss playing a party, you know? So hopefully soon we'll have some events and stuff coming up, but
1: this is boat crew season.
2: Yeah. So for my people in, not in Toronto right now in Toronto, it is warm, sunny, no clouds. We need a boat ride.
1: This is boat crew season, man. Unfortunately, we're still playing the waiting game. Um, I don't know if we're going to actually see that season this year, but we doubt can
2: only it. be hopeful at this point. Hopefully. We'll see. I doubt it, but I doubt it. you never know, right? At this rate, you never know. <laughs>
1: hey, it's Canada after all. So anything exactly. can happen, right? Exactly. I know a thousand percent. you got a ton of fans listening right now. What message do you have for them?
2: Thank you, guys. Um, this is a This is a very interesting question. I just want to say, like, thank you to everybody. Like, without you listening to this right now, I would not be where I am. It's simple. Like, I I think without your support, I would not be me. Without you taking the time out to like a picture or listen to a mixtape, I would not be me. So I'm thankful from the bottom of my heart, I would say. Um, As as cheesy and damn cheesy. No! (laughs) But it's how I feel about... People who support me, like, I genuinely love you guys. Like, you guys push me further. You guys make me want to do more.
1: That's awesome. No, that is not cheesy by no means, man. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) And now, where else can we uh, connect with you online? Your Instagram, your Facebook page, your website, Mm -hmm. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yep.
2: Spotify got taken down. Um, Google Play. Okay. Where else? There's... Music, like literally if you look up DJ Kevin Toronto, you'll find mixtapes on different, different websites because people are just reposting sometimes on different sites. Um, Are you
1: selling mixtapes on Google Play?
2: No, not selling it. Um, But if you want to do, if you do want to purchase some of my original stuff, you can go on my SoundCloud page for that. Okay. Um, you will see there's a link there that allows Mm -hmm. you to purchase. Like I did a couple of remixes that were original remixes that you can purchase through there. Okay. Um, so, okay. SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and soon coming, the website will be the main outlet to find me and connect with me. Super. Um, yeah.
1: It's always nice to have one centralized location, sort of tie everything <laughs> together. Exactly. Keeps that's, you. That's,
2: that's the orderly. idea I have for the website. Like, because I'm still so building it, but okay. that's the idea for the website. It's just having one outlet where you Perfect. can go and you connect with everything right then and there. Um, there'll be an app soon as well. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, within the next. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, hold on, hold on, Kevin. I just asked you, what projects do you have? I mean, I don't even know how he got it to boat rides. Yeah. But um, you missed a very important project here. I, know, I, I don't, I, I don't know any, any DJ mind. who has an app out there. Come on, guys, this is completely revolutionary. And you heard it first on the music game Real Talks, guys.
2: So, yeah, there'll be an app. It's basically just an app where. You can listen to mixtapes, you can buy tickets to events, um, you can see what's going on all through that one app. So if you know that I'm playing something on Saturday and you want tickets, you can buy tickets right through there and listen to my mixtape while you're doing that. So. so
1: you're the one-stop shop for all things DJ Kevin.
2: Exactly. Cool. So will be released within about four to five months.
1: To all my listeners listening out there, you heard it first. The first ever DJ with his own app, folks. Revolutionary. Wow. Because I don't know any other DJ who has... I mean, yeah, they have different outlets like Eventbrite to sell tickets. Mm -hmm. But a DJ having their own everything encompassed, their mixtapes, their music, their Mm -hmm. uh, live streams, their tickets.
2: Everything right in one spot.
1: What about merchandise, Kevin? Kevin.
2: Yeah, that's what everybody thinks now, right? Like yeah. you want you buy something you want it now, yeah. right? So I'm trying to do that with the industry in terms of music. If you want something, boom, it's right there. You don't got to go here and there for every for what you need.
1: Exactly, so cuz at yeah. this point with when you're having your own app, you're mm-hmm. now your own brand and entity.
2: Mhm. Exactly. So,
1: definitely take full advantage of that and capitalize on that. Yeah. Maybe I could see some DJ Kevin hats and shirts and stuff oh, yeah, down the be road. Store, yeah,
2: yeah, there'll be a store with some Good. stuff where you can purchase some merch and things like that.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And lastly, Kevin, what's next for you?
2: Getting over COVID 19. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Like just just <laughs> making it through this damn pandemic. I mean,
3: yeah.
2: um, I'm continuing to just push myself as much as I can in the times that we're in. Um, I wish I had more to give you in terms of what's next, but because of the uncertainty right. of what's happening, um, I know things will get better, but hopefully in time, we'll have more to say what's next. But as of right now, it's like, get through this, keep your head up, and That's just it. push through what's going on, right?
1: All right. Well, yeah. you know what? That's basically all we can do right now. Exactly. Keep learning what you're learning, teaching yourself all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Use this time to continue building your brand, building your website. Mm. I mean, this is prime time, right? So when yeah. everything is back to normal, you're ready.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Right? When we get back to normal, things will be a lot different. So I'm kind of preparing for that. Um, and you, certain- and
1: you, especially the fact that you know that more things now are going to be digital. Mm-hmm. So having all these different platforms is completely beneficial for you.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, Kevin, that was absolutely amazing. And I think I think that we're definitely going to have a part uh, two session in the future. Dave, <laughs> there's still so much more questions.
2: More, you I- want to debunk more myths. <laughs>
1: no, I don't.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to debunk. That was not even the myth I was even thinking uh, about. Okay, 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 there's yeah. different there's no myths much. out there that people think about. They're like, oh, well... He's charging me this much, and then when he shows up, he's actually saying, "Oh, we went over half hour, so he's going to double the charges." Oh, there's yes, different yes. myths out there that
2: I want to uh, know all these myths because I don't <laughs> know these myths, and <laughs> there seems to be plenty of them.
1: Oh, there's a lot of different myths. Maybe, maybe the next session I will bring about five different myths that you yeah, can kind of help debunk
2: debunking myths.
1: (laughs) That's going to be a special segment on today's show, debunking myths with DJ Kevin. (laughs) Now I'd like to thank you for being on my show. It was awesome. It's very much appreciated. And one thing I do have to tell you, Kevin, I was so impressed with everything that's been going on with you. Mm -hmm. Um, From your websites, from your live streams, from your mixtapes, the whole nine yards. But the one thing that that I've personally seen so far is last year, this was 2019 in Orlando, mm-hmm. Soakable. Okay. I go to I in Orlando and Miami Carnival. I'm there every year. Mm-hmm. And it's guys like Jester, it's guys like recently Dr. J doing mm-hmm. shows. I've mm-hmm. personally, and I'm gonna say it as is. I've personally never seen any other Toronto DJs on those big stages.
2: In, in, in Miami and In Orlando. Florida. Those markets that are very tough to get into. They
1: are. They don't yeah. typically use outside because they already have so many of their own resources. You know, mm-hmm. everyone from John Jack to Devious, and I'm not going to continue <laughs> calling more names because yeah, there's yeah. thousands of them.
2: Yeah, there's tons.
1: So when I saw you at Soakable and um, I said to my cousin... He's one of the organizers of that event. I'm like, "You guys have Kevin on stage?" Mm-hmm. I'm I'm completely shocked.
3: Yeah, and he's was- like, "Yeah,
1: he's he's killing it, man."
3: Yeah.
1: And you did an amazing set. And for me, just, you know, seeing our local talent, being able to do such big things like that, Mm -hmm. I understand that you do decal, but decal is still in the
3: six.
2: Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that my generation, we like, we've talked about it and it's something that all of us want to achieve. So it's about five. And we were, we said to ourselves, like, we need to conquer those other cities. We need to enter those markets. Um, So that's kind of, I guess you can put that under the what's next Uh, what's
1: what's the game plan (laughs) what's the
2: game plan we do because it's been a thing that there's this weird stigma with toronto djs that people from different cities don't like toronto djs we don't know what it is but we're trying to like get rid of that stigma and travel more and enter different markets so that's one of my main focuses to travel into different cities and play a set that people can oh that's a guy from toronto right put toronto on the map in terms of West Indian culture parties.
3: Yes. Bokeh
2: ball is a good example. Miami yes. is a huge example. So that's been one thing that I've been focusing on in the last, I think, eight months. So hopefully it'll grow as this pandemic is over in terms of traveling. Because I know for sure Toronto is going to be one of those cities that'll be last to have parties.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, I've yeah. already
2: gotten called for parties in Florida, uh, but we can't travel and I ain't going there right, right. now. No. But, uh,
1: no, 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 no.
2: So that's been one of the things that we want to branch out more into an international market from Toronto.
1: You know, I actually appreciate you saying that because I was under the impression that it was no interest of the mm-hmm. Toronto DJs mm-hmm. penetrating other markets. That was yes, my I impression. Yeah,
2: yeah I, you, you could say that because we have such a huge market here. Yeah. Um, you can pick and choose. As a DJ, you can pick whether you want to conquer the Toronto market which will still make you the same iconic DJ or do you want to be a traveling DJ and go to different cities from Toronto? Um, Because we have such a huge market here. It's not needed for every DJ to travel outside of the city. Right. Um, We need guys here all the time. Right. And our market is still new. I feel like we've had guys put down the groundwork. So the whole KOS team, baby blue sound crew from back in the day, all those guys, King turbo, they put the groundwork in. Um, and now that it's built up, it gives us the opportunity as new DJs to say, okay, I want to go to New York. I want to go to Orlando. Or I want to go here or there. Because I know when I come home, we still have a solid market. Right. Right.
1: Well, you know where I can see you, honestly, after seeing you do Bowl because before, you know, I would see you here and there on boat cruises and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's always mm-hmm. here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I was... I, I, I told my cousin, I said, that's absolutely amazing. And it's one of my proud moments seeing you on that stage Thank that you. I'm like, when am I going to see you with Private Ryan at silk Brainwash in Miami? <laughs> that's exactly
2: what I think. Ryan, if you listen to hear that? <laughs> Is that the first time? <laughs> the the day,
1: my background's marketing. And I mean, I'm always thinking about where are opportunities for myself, for others. It just naturally comes to me. And I'm like, you know, he knows Jester. So I mean, this is definitely something right up his alley that I could see happening down the road. Just a thought. That's right. I see you along with Jester, Private Ryan, and uh, Ryan Saeed.
2: Those Soska are all brainwash. Favorite. I love all those people. Like they're such. Yeah. People. Um, I've worked with Ryan a couple times on different few projects. Okay. Um, brainwash is one of those things that it's it's huge and. You have to pay respects to guys like Jester because they've right. spent much time in. He spent double of the time that I've spent in this industry. So where they're playing now, I know one day I will get there eventually. Right. Um. I just got to put the time in.
3: Okay. Because right.
1: that's so, that's just my opinion. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I I see it. I see it in you, and I see you have that drive for so much more, which mm-hmm. is definitely very refreshing. Hmm. I'm just casually throwing it out there that that's that is where I see you Kevin
2: Thank you appreciate no that because that, that is one of the stages that I do really want to play on um, any event that Private Ryan puts on because I'm a huge fan of prior Ryan I want to do the press play stage I want to do the soccer brainwash stage um, so in time you know everything comes with hard work
1: fingers crossed and I exactly. mean, I wish you all the best and continued success in your career. ahead. praying that COVID's gonna finally just you know go away and be done with once and for all. We need to live.
2: I agree. I agree. You know. So
1: and that's a wrap. Thank you, Kevin. So awesome. yeah, definitely you. we're gonna do this again. I do have yeah. a million more questions, oh, but great. real talks. I um I think you're one of the best here we have in the six. Thank you. And the reason being is. I grew up with all these guys because I'm old as dirt at the end of the day. (laughs) You don't look so. Oh, that's the Guyanese, man. Uh, (laughs) We like the sport so much that we never age, but it's your attitude. It's your mentality. It's the way that, and I've been in marketing my whole life. So if I can't keep myself looking good, something not right here, buddy. (laughs) So, um, but I think that you have so much talent that (laughs) use everything, continue learning, continue doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing. because. You know, again, because I know everyone on such a personal level, you have, I don't know that way. I know dad, your girlfriend closer, but, um, you know, you have so much potential and I know 1000%. I will see you on that big stage. Oh,
2: appreciate it. Thank you. So thank
1: you, Kevin. Start working a little bit of that DJ stuff because the only reason I want to do that is because I need to be promoting myself more. Mm-hmm. If I'm ever going to want to move up the ranks in Canada, I got to keep, you know,
2: definitely. promoting myself as well. So definitely. And there, there's always room for female DJs. Like we have like. so. I'm much- not
1: looking to be a DJ. <laughs>
2: you can try a thing. Go on.
1: I'm <laughs> not going try a thing. Me already uh, make music. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I've, yeah, I've yeah. already stepped out of every last comfort zone possible. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> hip hop music and rap music with rappers. Uh, okay. I don't think I can get any more spotlight on myself at this point. Go.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: a very popular podcast that, like, Mm. literally, I launched it two days ago. We've Mm. already had about 1,800 hits.
2: Nice. That's good.
1: I'm trying to, you know, make it really big, fun, exciting, but I'm trying to work with CBC and positioning it that I really want to promote my culture being West Indian, promote my people, my brand, my music, all that good stuff. and give our people a platform and really empower the West Indian community. So thank you. Thank you.
2: Hold your hat up. Thank you for having me. It has been an amazing time. Um, it's actually really good. I really like this uh, good. The concept of it. So it was a lot of fun talking about myself and you and your rapping and your <laughs> transitions that we need to fix and practice on. But yeah, I love that. That was, that was good. So thank you so much for having me.
1: No worries. Thank you, Kevin. Well, guys, that's all for t- today's show. I'll be leaving you with one of Kevin's mixes. And next week, hopefully, you guys will be tuning in. I'll be featuring Karma's very own manager, DJ Shiva. And guess what, guys? Of course, he's from The Six. So it's going to be another amazing show, another amazing guest. And I hope y'all are tuning in. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank Turn you. Turn the volume up. It's a the the mix up Go. Go. With, with DJ, DJ Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up, turn up, hey, we on the way for the She me I tell her that I'm on the way. She me she won banana. tell her that I'm on the way, I'm on the way, the way. I'm on the way, the way. I'm on the way. Tell a girl I'm watching her. I'm in the jet. Okay, lele. You don't know she boy shaming, just big up the mix up. Volume 37 100% solution mix with DJ Kevin. Boom, boom. She tell Kevin to come for the nana. Kevin tell her that he's on the way. She tell Kevin she want the banana. Kevin tell her that he's on the way. The way. DJ Kevin on the way. On the way. DJ Kevin on the way. DJ Kevin on the, way. DJ Kevin on the way. DJ Kevin on the way. Tell a girl. You OTW, bend, down, na na na. Touch your toes, na na na. Kevin go make you sing, na na na. Rihanna, oh na na na. Hey, no time for the blah blah blah. Wine on Kevin, I see the lesser on the highway on the savannah Did Kevin say banana? Hey, she tell Kevin to go for the nana Kevin tell her that he money the way. She tell Kevin she want the banana. Kevin tell her that he money, the way, the way. DJ Kevin on the way, be where DJ Kevin only wet, DJ Kevin only way, DJ Kevin on the way, DJ Kevin only wet, DJ only DJ Kevin onnyway, be way, lawsuit.